I want to share with you something I felt the Lord put on my heart for today. It's hard to know first day of the year what to share, but here's a word that'll be, uh, it's for us. And we're going to read it from Hebrews chapter 11, the first three verses. And this is what, I, you know, this year we, we're sort of facing a new year, and I guess there's many changes we face every year that something seems to change, and uh, something happens or something different about the year. The question is, is uh, what will, how will you approach this year? Will you approach it in an attitude of faith and begin to shape the year the way God has put in your heart and the way you desire? Or will you just wait and see what comes? When I ask uh, people, well, what's up for this year? A lot of them just give a passive kind of response like, well, we'll just see what the Lord brings. Well, you know, you could just as easily say, well, we'll just see what the devil brings along. See, faith is never passive. If you wait to see what the Lord will bring, then you're going to be waiting but not a lot happening. Actually, you'll not be doing the one thing you should be doing, which is shaping and framing your world, your life this year. Amen? Oh, that's already good. Bad. If you just got that bit, that would be a good bit. <laughs> see, because a lot of people just sit back and say, well, I'll see what the Lord brings, or we'll just see how it all works out. We're just going to trust God and everything will just come fine. Or, this is very vague, wishy-washy. So I want to show you something today that can help you, something you can apply to your life. Let's have a read in Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of the things that we hope for. So we start with hope or desire or expectation. So hope and expectation are very specific. They're not vague, you know. Well, I hope it'll be a good day. Define good day. See, hope is actually quite specific. I'm hoping, expect, expecting, because God is good, some specific things for my life this year. And uh, faith is the substance. Faith is something that comes into our heart. It's a conviction. It's the evidence that what I was longing for, now I know it's going to happen because I've heard from God over this matter. So most of us are in a place of hope. We hope things will go well. We hope things will go okay. But notice this, it says, well, by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Now, by faith we understand. So by faith, we have to take this by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And I'm going to look at that thing framed by the Word of God. And the question for us today is, are you going to frame your world, your life this year by the Word of God, or will you let circumstances, opinion, and the events, the events of the world shape what you have and experience? It's a choice. Remember last week spoke on powerful choices. This is another choice. See, so it says, that, notice that the things which are seen, that the things which are visible were made or formed out of something that was not seen. It doesn't say there was nothing there. It says the things, the world you see was actually formed and positioned and brought into being by something you can't see. Now, we tend to be realistic and rationalistic. We think the things we can see are substance. So we look at problems, and they look like they're substantial. We look at difficulties, they look like they're very real. We look like some of the challenges we face in life, and they seem overwhelming. But we forget that we can frame our world by the Word of God, by taking what God says and bringing it into being in this world. We need to be people of faith. So faith is absolutely foundational for your walk with God. Just coming along to meetings, meetings are a wonderful blessing, but you can come to meetings and still be very religious and achieve nothing for God in your life. It is faith. Faith has to do with a heart trust, a personal connection with God. 
And so faith is absolutely foundational. Without faith, and says in Hebrew eleven six, you can't please God. So the question then is, where and in what way am I extending my faith this year to trust God specifically for some things? Am I extending faith in any area of my life? And if I am, what specifically am I looking to God to do? It's very easy to check this out. So I ask these questions to get us thinking. Next thing about faith is this. First thing is foundational. Second thing is faith is very proactive and assertive. Faith is never passive and never inactive. If you have biblical faith, if you have confidence and trust in the Lord where you have faith, you'll be proactive. You will be doing something. You will be saying things. When faith is alive, you see your faith can be dead and not working at all. You can just say, well, I believe in Jesus. The demons believe in Jesus. They tremble. doesn't do them any good whatsoever. Faith to be faith must actually be quite tangible. It actually is proactive. In other words, you take initiative. You're not passively waiting for God. You're arising up out of your intimacy with God to believe and extend His kingdom in some way in your life. And trouble is, it's very easy if you've been a Christian for years, is to start to let your life begin to, your faith level begin to diminish, and you start to just become ho-hum. You become a meeting Christian rather than actually a person who's vibrant with the life of God. And we want us this year to be vibrant with the life of God. Look what it says in Romans 10 verse 17. Then we'll get to our verse on framing our world. Romans 10 verse 17. See, these are nothing new. These are verses we know. But let's read it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes. Now the word come isn't in the original language. So literally it says, faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So what does that actually mean? It means that faith, faith itself, the origin of is hearing. The word by, faith by the hearing, that word by means that's the origin, that's the source. In other words, faith arises in our heart through hearing. And that is a relational word. Hearing is active. It's listening for God. It's opening my life to find what God has to say to me. It's not just breezing along and sort of hoping things work out. It's actually being connected to God and opening my heart to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. So over these few days, what is the Spirit of God speaking to you? Because what He's saying to you, if you are hearing it, hearing causes faith to be birthed. So it says here, it says, uh, notice it says, faith by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So the word by means literally that's the origin. Faith, the source of it is hearing. And then the channel of hearing, the, the way it comes to you is by the word of God, the rhema, the spoken word of God. So what it's saying is this, if I'm going to be a person of faith and start to extend my life this year and see God advance me, I must get into a place of hearing, and I must be hearing something specific, not the opinions of people, not the voice of my problems, which are very loud and noisy at times, not the voice of circumstances, not the voice of feelings. I need to be hearing God's Word spoken. God's Word spoken. It has power to change you. It has power to birth faith in your life, and that can bring a miracle. But you have to hear God's Word spoken. One of the best ways you can hear God's Word spoken, learn how to speak it yourself. 
I have uh, I've been interested when I listen to Christians talking. I found I found how infrequently they talk what God is saying. They talk about all kinds of things, but not what God is saying or what they're holding on to about what God has been saying. And see, it tells us that God framed, and we're going to look at that in a moment, framed the world by the words he spoke. So what words has God been speaking into your heart that you are now giving voice to, to begin to frame or shape or develop the world this year, your life this year? Think about that. So let's go back to Hebrews 11 again and pick up that word, Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11, and uh, by faith, verse 3, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God, so the things which are seen turn up because of something which we didn't see, but was very real. First thing is the word frame. The word frame in the original language, notice this, God framed something. Now, that word means to equip something totally so it's ready for the journey. So it says, God framed up or equipped something, how? By speaking words. If we were to look at the word frame, those of you who builders know about this, you can't put a building up without a frame. The frame is the slender structure upon which you put all the cladding that in the end makes the building. So there is a framework you put up if you want to put up a building. Before the building, the frame. Takes a long time to put the foundations down and to put the frame up. And then afterwards, they begin to close it in. Then you see this beautiful building, but hidden within the building is a frame. Something was put up there. So your body has a frame. Without the frame, you'd be jelly on the ground. Think about that. Your frame is very important to you. A window has a frame. A picture has a frame. It's something around. It's like a structure around which you can put something or into which you put something. So framing. So we understand about that framing. Now think about this then. God framed the world, or he established and put things into place by speaking, by declaring what he believed. He had intentions, he had desires, he had an imagina in his imagination, he could see what he was going to create in detail, and then he gave voice to it. So we read in Genesis 1, the Spirit, now notice this, the Spirit of God was moving and hovering, and within that atmosphere of the Spirit of God moving, God spoke his word, and then there came something into being that was not there before. We go back to that again. It's in the very first chapter of Genesis that the Spirit of God was hovering. That speaks of an atmosphere or an environment of the Holy Spirit, an environment of worship. So if I'm going to learn to do this, I have to build in my life an atmosphere, environment of worship, intimacy with God, where the Spirit is hovering. The Spirit of God doesn't rest on turmoil, conflicts, inner kinds of uh, 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 attitudes, bitterness, negativity. God doesn't rest on, there's no environment within that for the Holy Spirit to rest on to empower words. So I've got to learn how to build a time of prayer and worship in the Lord where I've got the atmosphere of God, I'm conscious of it, I can speak God's Word. Now speaking God's Word is far more powerful than you realize, far more powerful. I want to show you two or three things on this. Let's have a look in 2 Corinthians 4.13. 2 Corinthians 4.13. Now I have met people who say, well, I tried this and it didn't work. And for them it didn't work. So therefore, it doesn't mean that speaking the Word of God doesn't work. It meant there was something missing in what they were doing, that it didn't work at that time for them. 
But speaking the word of God always works. It always has an effect of some kind. So notice what it says in 2 Corinthians. I'll just share two or three verses about faith. Notice what it says. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. I believe, or we believe, and we speak. So notice that speaking is always connected with believing. Or I'll put it another way. If I listen to you speaking, I know what you're believing. What you believe in your heart, you will speak with your mouth. If you believe in your problems, if you believe that God is not there, if you believe that God is not going to help you, believe you're on your own, if you believe God is not answering your prayers, it will come up in the words you speak, inevitably. And we can sing songs on Sunday, and it's wonderful to do that. We can be caught into a great realm and experience with God. But when I walk out of here, what do I believe in my heart? Because as a man believes or thinks in his heart, as he thinks in the earth, that's how the life runs. And what, you've got, what you believe in your heart, if you believe that God listens to everyone's prayer but yours, you know what will happen? Your prayers won't be answered. If you believe when you pray, God is not there, or somehow you've done something so bad He's not listening, you won't get answers to your prayer. If you believe that what you did is so bad God can't forgive you, you'll struggle to come near to God. You see, what we believe in our heart is absolutely foundational to what will come out of our mouth. And so there's a connection between heart and mouth. I haven't got time to develop it today. It's a very strong connection. In other words, whatever's in your heart, you will speak. But here's something else. The opposite's true too, that if you learn to speak something, you can change what's in your heart. That's what they say. Uh, it says, if, I, if we, you know, you learned the old days, we used to learn the tables, multiplication. How many remember learning multiplication tables? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> How did we learn it? We learned it by, by rote or by, by heart. How did you learn it by heart? You had to go over and over and over and over. And what did you do when you went over and over? You actually spoke it. And we got the whole class. Now, they'd never do it today because somehow they think it doesn't work. But actually, it does work. You know, you just repeat, you know, two, T's, a four, two, three, the things, things, so you go through the whole thing, but we actually went over and over and over, we did our times tables, and so now they don't know what the times tables are, they've got to use a calculator to get the answer, no one knows what the times tables are, uh, but we used to know it, and we learned it by heart, we learned it by repetition, we learned it by speaking, so if there's no other reason you should understand this, if you will repeat speaking something, it will get into your heart, you will actually in the end be quite convinced that this is true. So there's a, there's a way of doing it. So notice it says, this, if we have the spirit of faith, what we believe, we will speak. Now, God didn't have a good look and say, hmm, and sort of think in his mind, that'd be nice to have an earth here. Mm, let's make it come into being. You've got to understand, he actually spoke. You have to learn to speak. If you have the spirit of faith, you will speak. And you'll speak the word of God. You'll speak things in agreement with God's word. If the spirit of faith is operating in your life, you'll start to speak. In your prayer times, you'll use the word of God. In your praying, you'll use the word of God. You'll speak God's word over your life. That's how you begin to frame your world. You begin to speak what God says about it. Now, here's another good scripture related to that. This one says, if I have the spirit of faith, I will speak. Okay, here's another good one. Just like it. Look at this. And you say, well, I, you know, I don't sort of feel anything about that. Nevertheless, have a look at the scripture here in Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. And, uh, and it says uh, in verse 5, last part of verse 5, and then verse 6. Now, that's what it says here. It says, he himself has said, I will never leave you nor 
forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.6. He's quoting, notice, he's quoting the Bible. And it says, he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Therefore, we can say, the Lord is my helper. Now notice, it's taking the written word and saying, God said this, therefore, we can say this. Now notice he's saying, I may be, and Paul at that time, or whoever wrote this, is probably in a place of distress and difficulties and going through troubles and pressures. And he says, the Bible says this, therefore, I can say. The Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, I can say, the Lord is my helper. And why can I say the Lord is my helper? Not because I feel he's helping me. Not because I feel he's near. Not because circumstances look like he's near. I could be in the middle of a prison and facing beheading. But nevertheless, I can say the Lord is my helper. I shall not fear. Now, of course, fear and anxiety are huge problems for people. But if you were to take the written word of God and begin to start to say, well, God said this. I am with you. I'll never leave you for forsake you. Therefore, I can say, and I will say, based on what the word of God says. That is faith operating. That's our faith operating. I will say this. It's not denial. It's not refusing to face the difficulties of life. It's just saying, I'm agreeing with God. I'm agreeing with God. Look at one other scripture there, and we'll just close up and finish. Hebrews chapter 10, and it says in verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for here's the reason why you need to do it. He is faithfully promised. So in your circumstances and situations of this year, here's the question. Notice how big is your problem, how big is your challenge, how great is your difficulty, but what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about it? I know the devil will be saying some things. He will be intimidating you. He'll be speaking into your mind in a way that you think it's your thoughts. You'll be overwhelmed with heaviness, oppression, all kinds of things that you feel and think as a result of your circumstances. But here's the true question. What does the Holy Spirit say? Search the Bible. Find where it's written down. He has written, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Therefore, I can say, find something in the Bible about your situation or relevant to your situation and begin to put it in your mouth and hold it. Let us get a grip on, it says. Get a grip on the confession of our faith. That word confession means, it's the original language, it's the word homo logio. Speaking the same thing as God. So here's a question. Who are you agreeing with? Are they a faith person? Or are you agreeing with negative people about problems? What are you agreeing with? Are you agreeing with your circumstances and feelings? Or are you agreeing with what God says are your possibilities? Faith is always concerned about something that we don't yet see coming into what we do see. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word God spoke, so that what wasn't seen, so what is seen, came into being because of that spoken word. So there are many people in the Bible, of course, who did this very thing. And if you were to hunt through the Bible, I won't go through them, I'll just toss a few out. David, when faced with Goliath, spoke out very clearly. He said, you come against me with sword, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. You'll fall and I'll take off your head. Now that's a faith picture and a faith confession. 
strongly based on his relationship with the Lord. What about Elijah, 1 Kings 71? It says, Elijah said this, he said, It shall not rain except according to my word. The whole country went into famine, depending on one man's words. I'm not saying you're going to have everything, but maybe there's a famine in your life that can alter if you were to speak God's word into it. Think about that. What could change in your life if you began to speak God's word? Israel and Numbers said, God spoke to them and said, what you've told me in, in my ears, and I've been listening to everything you've been saying, he said, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. He said, you've said we're going to fall in the wilderness. You know what's going to happen? You're going to fall in the wilderness. But Caleb, ho, 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 another spirit, the spirit of faith. When he saw giants, he said, they're bread for us. There's something God will use to grow us. God is with us. Notice his perspective, God is with me. So, there's many examples like that. Mary, when spoken, the angel spoke to her, very simply what she said, be it done to me according to the word of God, because no word of God is without power to bring about its fulfillment. So what are you going to do this year in your life about speaking and framing up your world, your future with God? There's some simple things. Now, it doesn't mean you do need to face the situations you have, not sort of bury your head in the cloud and pretend there's nothing there. I believe we need to face practically the situations we, we, we have. And sometimes there's a contributing factor of failure or something we have done that's brought it about. It's always good to repent and own that and put that right first. Ask the Holy Spirit about that. Then what we need to do is then, what kinds of words does the Bible say what promises does God give? What, what words does God give that God said it and I can speak it over my circumstance? I can speak it over my life and shape my year and then rise up every day and begin to speak and declare that word of God over your life. There's so many places to start. You can take 23rd Psalm. Lord is my shepherd. Thank you, Lord. You're my friend, my companion. You are with me and I walk with you. Lord, I thank you. I shall not want. You provide for me today. Everything I need, I have provision for. I declare because you're the shepherd of my life. Lord, today I have abundance of wisdom, abundance of everything that I need to live my life powerfully today. Now you can go through the whole psalm. Lord, I thank you. Lead me in paths of righteousness for your own name's sake. You are my shepherd, therefore you lead me. Today I declare I'm led by the Lord. The decisions I make are good. Your hand is upon me. You work everything out for good in my life. You've got to get verbal. Got to get vocal. And you know something? If you were to take some scriptures and start to turn those scriptures into shaping and framing your world, you would find as you begin to speak them over your life, speak them over yourself, maybe your heart resists them initially. That's just unbelief. Just keep doing it. Just keep pushing against those things. Sometimes there's roots. We need to, you know, if there's a problem and you find your heart isn't really believing it after a little while, then what you're going to say, Holy Spirit, is there a block in me? Is there something that's hindering me? Show me what it is so it can be removed. But I'm declaring your word. It shall be done to me according to your word. So for this coming year, what will you face? Well, it's not a matter of what God is going to bring into your life or the devil is going to bring or people is going to bring. Some people go over the world looking at what the prophets are saying. I found an interesting thing about them. Some of you may have found the same thing. They can't agree. <laughs> and so I, about three years I tried year after year looking up these famous prophetic sites and I found all of them varied in what they said. So who's right? Answer, I don't really care. I'm not even interested. 
Why? Because I find most of them talk about gloom and doom or about things that don't seem to happen. What is really needed is for you to be hearing about what God is saying to you about your life and about us here in the bay. We have a harvest to reap. We have things to do. We need to get busy this year, busy in our personal life. So let's strengthen our life in God, strengthen our faith life, begin to build this area of speaking the Word of God over our life and beginning to picture what our life could be through this year as God comes and involves himself in what we're doing. Amen? And let me finish with one last verse. It said, they went forth preaching the word or speaking the word of God, and God worked with them. God works with those who speak his word. We say amen. Let's just close our eyes. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we ask you to speak to us and into our heart about the areas where we need to establish faith and frame our world this year. Just while our eyes are closed and heads are bowed, I'd like you to ask yourself this question. Where in my life do I need to establish faith? Where in my life do I need to build and frame this coming year? Is it my personal character? Is it the area of my finances, my relationships, marriage, family, work, ministry? Is it the area of just my whole area of organization in my life? What is the area? that I need to frame up and to begin to start to design and build with God this year. This year is a year for us building. What would you build? Where do you need to start to build with God and frame up your world? Is there a part that's broken down that needs repentance and needs to become established with the Word of God? What is that place? This is what I'd like you to do as you finish, as we finish today. Very simple thing. I'd like you to share with the person next to you what you felt the Holy Spirit told you today is an area you need to build this year and ask them to pray with you. Amen? Let's do that together with one another. If you're here and you're not a Christian, don't know Jesus, we'd love to share with you about Jesus at the end of the service and Help you come to know him. Just share with someone right now. I felt I need to build this area of my life. Would you pray with me and agree with me?